Hello and welcome to The Campaigns, the actual play podcast from the RPG Academy. I am Michael, and this is Secrets, Lies, and the Undead, our 13th Age actual play series, episode number 14, Amazing Timing. In this, our penultimate episode, we find our characters having just defeated a young blue dragon, which surprised me as the DM as much as anyone else and entering into this gazebo-like structure, which they find leads downward into, well, listen and find out. Here is Secrets, Lies, and the Undead, our 13th Age actual play series, episode number 14, Amazing Timing. We're not distracted by combat. Do we happen to look around and see something worth imminent notice? Well, there's a large number of zombies and ghouls that are quickly making their way toward you. But I did want to say that if only Corbin cared about Maya as much as you care about him. <laughs> what the hell? What the hell? Come on. Apparently she's in somewhere. I feel like... I feel so persecuted. So I, I look at the wall of Unrushing Undead and I scream over the top of the uh, mausoleum. I say, quick, everyone into the gazebo. I'm okay with this idea. I, I, uh, what? Oh, okay. All right. So the ghoul, somewhat stunned, is actually a little bit late to the party. And it is quickly following behind you. You guys managed to rush to the bridge run across it. Again, it's not quite level anymore because of where Zorf sat on it. And the first thing that you notice is that earlier when Zorf landed on the gazebo, it sort of crushed it a little bit and made everything wonky and uneven. Well, the door is now open completely wide, which it was not earlier. And water is rushing in to the gazebo. And as soon as you enter in, there's like a circular staircase that's going down. Now, the water's not deep enough to like be flooding in. It's about six inches deep above it. So it's, it's pouring in, but it's not like it's unmanageable either. But there will be water continuously rushing into the gazebo until the level of the lake goes down about eight inches, which probably is going to be a while. Though, though uh, Zorf Landing did displace a lot of the water, which actually probably gave you a little bit more time. Uh, because a, a large amount of water was displaced, so it, it may actually save you guys a little bit. So you guys are able to run in. There's a spiral staircase staircase leading down. There's a ghoul hot on your tail. What do I you guys... shut the door. All right. It's all it's crumbled. It does, not, it does not shut squarely because it was crumbled, so it's, it's, it's impossible to lock it properly. Can I try to jam it with, with a knife or some of my climbing gear and... Like, wedge it shut somehow? Yes. Evard's expanding foam? Uh, <laughs> yes, you can uh, try to do you, uh, you can do that. Well, okay, so I've got... Uh, I had climbing gear. Uh, some of the climbing gear was, like, spikes and, and crampons and stuff. So if I grab one of these spikes, maybe I can just wedge it under the door and tell Ravage to step on it with all his massive fuse and jam it in place. Okay. I like this plan. So after a couple minutes of work, you are pretty sure sure it's working. 
because the ghoul is on the other side trying to open it and it does seem to be secure. It's not going to hold forever. There is nothing you guys are going to be able to do that will keep this door from ever being opened again. I have a background in stone crafting. Give me 17 hours <laughs> and the proper tools and I will carve a superior door. There, well, Yes, okay, let me rephrase that. There is nothing you can do at the moment that will keep that door from ever being able to be opened by these zombies and ghouls that are now rushing onto you or onto the bridge. So would you guys like to try to stay longer or go ahead and go down the stairway? Closing the door also helps to stem the flow of water, so it's trickling in, but there's still a lot of water. Okay, uh, I need a marching order. Who's going front, middle, and last? Dibs on the middle. Dibs on Ravage being first. Okay. I was going to say uh, uh, Fidel should be last because, you know, she's... Uh, Crispy, what if the but... ghouls get in? Yeah. I say as a pool of blood is quickly swept <laughs> away by the onrushing water underneath me. Is is Okay, so there's a spiral staircase going down. Correct. This is just a big stone tower kind of thing? Uh, essentially, as yeah, like a stone gazebo type of, like basically it's like an octo- octagonal room with one door and a canopied roof that's made of stone, but it sort of looks like that. And then the only thing that you can see in there is a spiral staircase that leads down. Based on what you saw, you assume that it connects under to some sort of complex underneath the graveyard. Is there a light? Can we see where we're going? There it's, is it's no not octagonal, isn't it? Pentagonal? Uh, yes, you're, that would be correct. Don't worry, guys. Michael can't draw maps. And nope. he also doesn't do combat. Nope. Oh my god, it's so dark. Yes. I'm, like, I'm in the shadow world! There is no artificial light in here, so unless you guys can see in the dark, you will have to provide your own. Or you will just hey, be... Fidel, can you think bright thoughts and have your mask glow? I don't know. Can I? I try to think bright thoughts about when I wasn't bleeding. Roll a charisma roll. Why oh, does my mask want me to seduce it? <laughs> <laughs> can I make pouty lips? Does that help? 20! Okay, yes. You actually, through force of will are able to make your mask glow very dimly. So this is like a nightlight type. It's not a torch. It's not a flashlight. It's not a light this spell. This is some splinter cell shit. I got, I got the big green glowing thing over my eyeballs while we sneak down into this dungeon. Yes, yeah, no, so you the, will be attacked at range by everything <laughs> with a bonus. That is exactly what we just had happen here. No. Do the, right to the do, face. Do the two non-humans possess low-light vision? Uh, Since usual fantasy tropes, they do. I honestly am not 100% sure. In this, they only have highlight vision. They can only see in brightest afternoon. Otherwise, your vision is obscured. You need to carry floodlights to jab at people's eyes when you go downtown. Well, it doesn't specifically say that you have low-light vision, but I don't know. Typical fantasy trope. Uh, it doesn't say that anywhere, sure. Okay, I will go with the traditional fantasy tropes that half-orcs do have low-light vision, as do elves. However, Corbin is a little bit hosed here. But I will allow him to use his thievery background on any skill checks for or perception checks because of his training in low-light areas. Because I think we specifically mentioned that in his background that he learned to do that. So, And he hangs out in a shadow world, so I think low-light is kind of his thing. Kind of his thing. That is, that is correct. Oh! And, you know, just for giggles, oh, here I we go. pull out my magical water dagger. Is it glowing? No, it's not. Oh, fuck. You know what, I, dude? I, I seriously thought it was going to be glowing, too. I was like, yep, it's going to glow. And then the aliens I mean, are coming. 
I was excited for a second, and now I'm not. Don't worry, we're heading down to the time machine right now. Oh, cool. That means the <laughs> no, dagger's the key, We're right? heading down to the prison where they keep me. Remember my creepy dream? I can't forget it. <laughs> Wait, did we have dreams? No. He and I had dreams. You had whatever. You dreamed about the girlfriend you don't love. And you dreamed about a free magic item, and we <sighs> dreamed about, like, creepy, dystopic horrifying we would immediately quit adventuring and start becoming a baker if we'd ever seen any of that crap ever corbin is gonna quit adventuring and write a tell-all self-help book about all this shit he experienced because he really does care is it about the truths about experience points that genocide is the fastest path to personal enlightenment yes i think that book was written okay i'm guessing this green is the bottom layer yes uh, you guys are going to make your way downstairs. It's going to open to a large chamber. You imagine that you've probably gone down 60 feet straight down, down the circular stairwell. It, it opens to a large circular room with, there's actually eight doorways. So there's the four cardinal directions and then the other four intermediate directions. All of the doors are open. They're not actually doorways, they're like hallways that extend off in all those directions. The water has collected here and started to run off, so there's about, uh, close to about six inches of water that's that's here. It continues to come down the stairway, it's dropping, and it's going off in all the directions evenly. So the stonework here is pretty awesome and it's pretty level. You have eight directions that you can travel in. So north, south, east, west, and then northeast, northwest, north, south, however you say that, southeast, southwest. Dude, I want to go north, south. North, south. Okay, that is instant death. I'm sorry, your character is dead. Roll, roll again. Hey, hey, guys. These these wet dungeons. I find Falmer really collecting. So watch out. Yeah. You know, no, no Skyrim fans. Okay, good. Uh, okay. I L- have... lacking no other direction. I'll spin around with my eyes closed and then just walk forward toward the closest door when I open them. Okay. I would actually like to look at Corbin and say, "Hey." Do any of those clues that we got pertain to a direction, maybe? I don't think they did. Okay, then I then I defer to Fidel's spinning method. Okay, Can so, I? so uh, well, Corbin, what do you want to do? Is there air coming from any direction? Or going toward any direction? Yeah, can, can I just make an, an overall perception check to see if there's anything around here that I can figure out of, of the right way to go? Any clues, any... Any markings on the walls? Roll me. There's a fire exit sign with a map. You guys didn't notice that? <laughs> where's you are here map? Yeah, where's the we are here kiosk at the mall? That's right outside the stairs. Roll me a perception check. Um, I can use thievery, but it'll be wisdom, right? Sure. Oh, look, a natural 20. Okay. I Whoa. sure used that when I was fighting for my goddamn life. So you hey, hey, I killed that damn thing. You take Thank some you. time and you actually walk doorway to doorway, walking slowly, trying not to slosh the water and allowing it to, to kind of calm back down as you peer around the edges and you peer down the hallway. Uh, there's still water that's dripping down again, so there's still noise and, and that kind of thing, but you're able to sort of clear your mind and stretch out with your senses as Cornelius taught you day after day after day through your childhood. After a while, so we'd start at the top will be doorway one, and then we'll go to the right. So almost like a clock, you got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. At doorway four, 
which on our map here would be represented by southeast, you notice that along the right side, about seven feet up in the air, there's a scratch mark as if something walked down that hallway and just happened to catch it. But you can't really tell what it is. It's the only thing that you notice that's different about any of the hallways. And that was with a crit, so go with it. Hey guys, that means that we we're finding way. the zombies that we didn't notice were pouring into the gazebo earlier. I think we should go this way. Let's go. Okay. More combat for us. You walk about 30 feet, and there is perfectly straight, featureless, and then it opens into a room that's circular, smaller than the room that you're in, and this room has six exits. Um, can I take an equally long time to check these six exits? Uh, yes, you can. Keep in mind, though, the longer you take, the sooner the zombies and ghouls, the horde above you, will pour into this thing. Like While he's water. taking a long time, I suggest Ravage and I run down a couple of these halls and run back and kind of get a layout of how many doorways are at the end of each one of them. Okay, so you walked in from the southeast. So in this new map, you would have walked in from what would be the northwest. There are six equal distant doorways here. Which ones are you going to go out? I'm, I'm going to try the two closest to the uh, hallway we came in, and Rapids is going to try the, the couple that are sort of opposite. Okay. Both yes. of you roll me a search check. So plus intelligence? Uh, how, yes. Uh, how much time do I have to hang around before I can recover? And it says when you take a quick rest, you can use as many recoveries as you want. Son of a bitch, what is a quick rest? <laughs> Five minutes? I would say we took a quick rest on our way down the stairs. After each battle, you can use a quick rest. Quick rests. All right, quick rest it is. All right. So you can use your healing die. And I can use as many of these as I want. That's my search check. Not a bad search check for no modifiers. For the people at home, I rolled a 17. Mana search. Check. Based on whiz, I'm sure. Whiz is for searching. 21, unnatural. You, I'm sorry, you need two of those, Scott, if you're going to check two hallways. I don't know how many we had time for. <laughs> I failed to check the second hallway. No, okay. So when you guys get to the second room, you actually take a moment there to rest. Because you've had this adrenaline. You fought and killed a freaking dragon. You got this adrenaline. You know that there's zombies and ghouls that are not far behind you. You you think there might be something in front of you. You really don't know what the hell you're doing down here anyway. So there's just a lot of emotions tied up in this. So you guys finally take a moment, you rest, you calm and heal yourself while Corbin walks around the room and yet again is looking for anything out of the ordinary that would tell him which way to go in this what appears to be large labyrinth type chamber. After a few moments, he's yet to find anything that would differentiate. You feel better, so you tell Ravage, Ravage, you check those two, and I'll check these two, and you both just sort of run off to see if you can find anything and, and try to help figure out what's going on. Both of you take off in these two directions and it looks exactly like before. It's long, straight hallways, completely uh, uniform, perfectly level. The water, as you step, it's sloshing. And then you go for about 50 feet, which is longer than you went last time. And you still haven't really found anything. Like you, you can't see enough to tell 
what's in front of you. There's no archways that make you think you're going into another room. And you're getting to the part where, and this is for both of you, where you're starting to kind of consider, should we keep going or should we come back? Then you notice that the water starts to rush past you. So the water that has been level the whole time is now sloshing. Downhill. Downhill. Not like a chimney, but definitely the floor has shifted. And as you try to make your way back, you do not return to the chamber from whence you came. And you have successfully split the party party? into three different groups. Corbin, (laughs) you... Oh, yeah. You are standing there walking around. You know that these two other exits are being checked, so you're focusing on the other four. When you hear a very subtle scraping on stone, and you look over just in time to see what appears as if the hallway, which is not exactly connected to the walls, go down. So now there is solid wall where two of these archways were. So you only now have four exits that you can go out of. And you are cut off from your two companions. Yay! Exactly the two doors we went through got closed off? Yes. You, so, so, have you been watching the horror film Cube? Uh, I have not, kinda, but I have seen that before. Like, that's, that's kind of what the deal is. Mm. And we split the party. And you split the party. Oh. Primary ingredients for losing at Cube. <laughs> I thought it was not sucking on a button. Yeah. yeah. That, that gets you every time. Not uh, having an autistic person along. Oh, wait, Corbin. <laughs> hey. Hey. All right, so let us roll initiative, and we will uh, we will roll some dice Bitch, here. we're going to get attacked by the darkness now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I would like to point out that uh, Thidel had a mask that was glowing faintly, and, and Ravage and Thidel can see in the dark. Corbin cannot. So yep. Corbin is currently completely in the dark. So it's oh yeah, that would have been good reason not to split the party if we'd remembered at the time. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Ravage can see in low light, but he's actually completely in the dark at this point, so he can't really see either. Yay! You said roll initiative. Yeah, we're just rolling, basically we're just rolling to see who goes first. There's no attacks at the moment, but it's just the order of. Uh, Oh, now I crit again. Yeah. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks, quantum mechanics. Mother. I got a 20. Okay. Corbin, you are in the dark, alone, in a giant circular room underneath the graveyard where your mentor is not buried, apparently. You can't see. You can't really hear. And there's water sloshing around your feet. What do you want to do? I want to try to shadow walk. Okay. See what happens. It's very dark in the shadow realm. You can't see there either. What happens? Well, you, you still have to roll. Uh, so I'm just going to make it a sorry. flat Did you 12. bring a shadow torch? <laughs> shadow torch. Yes. Hey, it goes into the shadow realm, plucks a torch off the shadow wall, comes back and goes, oh, look, a torch. Except it casts darkness. <laughs> it is opposite. Uh, wait, hold on. I forgot what my roll was. Sorry. It's bizarre. So 12 is what the target number was. So you are able to force yourself into the shadow world. And the shadow world is slightly dark, but you do seem to have a sense in there. You can see even though it's dark. It's sort of a weird oddity about that world. 
But you are in the same position and place as the shadow world, except that the doorways are not cut off. All six are open to you. There also is no water on the floor. Other than that, everything is exactly the same. So you can kind of see, and you have all six doors. You do know the two that were closed off were the two that uh, Ravage and Thidel went down. Which one would you like to go down? I am going to go down the one that Ravage went down. So you start making your way down that passage. You go... You remember this the next time I don't heal you. I don't think you've ever healed me. Oh, good. Then we're even. Yep. (laughs) Then this is fair. (laughs) You travel about 50 feet down this hallway, and it is featureless, it is straight, and you do not see anything or anyone in the hallway. Does the hallway keep going? Yep. Uh, I'll keep going. Okay, you travel, you're going to guess, about 100 feet, and then it opens into a circular room with 12 exits. Are you rolling a random die, like a D6 and doubling it for the number of exits in any given room? Nope. It's a D8, isn't it? <laughs> Shut it's up. a D4 plus 2. Double. No, he... Pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. All right. I want to pop out of the Shadow Realm for a moment and see what happens. Okay, it is completely dark. You cannot see anything. How, you will actually will note that there is no water in this room either. So, so the water at some point has gotten stopped. So we will jump over now to Thidel. So your mask is glowing faintly, providing enough dim light for you to see. You've gone down this hallway, and, and you're guessing that you got to some sort of pivot point. You got like halfway down the hallway, and that triggered this movement. And you can tell the movement because the water sloshed past you. You don't probably did, know did, did, yet. Did things move then back afterward? Uh, no. So, s- so you're now in a sloped hallway. So if you continue going on, you're going to be going up. If you go back the way you came, you'll be going down. <sighs> um, if I go back the way I, I came in from, I'm going up. Down. Said. Down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Down and back both seem like the right choice because that's toward my friends and toward the deeper darkness of wherever we're hoping trying to go. Further away from the zombie apocalypse, I'll do that. Okay, so you travel back pretty much about the same 50 feet that you traveled down. You can tell that you're traveling at a, at a slope, and uh, you open or you enter a circular room with six exits, and you do not see anyone. <sighs> I think it's uh, time to sit down and have a little prayer session for about five minutes. Okay, Ravage. Yes. You are in the dark. You have low light vision, but there is no light, and you do not have no light vision, so you cannot see anything. You travel just far enough away to, to lose the light from Thidel's mask when all this happened. Uh, you also notice the, the changing direction of the water, so you know that the hallway is tilted. If you continue on, you'll be walking up. If you go back the way you came, you'll be walking down. Uh, down as in downstream? Uh, just down, like down, down the water. Yeah, the same way the water traveled, it, it slopes downward. Then I would like to uh, follow the water as carefully as I, poss- I possibly can. Okay, so you walk about 50 feet or so, and you come into a room that has six exits, and there's no one in there that you can see. Um, don't really know what to do. I was going to try to strike lightning off of something, but I don't think it's going to go through the pillar, so... Can I uh, curl up in a bowl and cry? Yes, you may. That is okay. A, that is a free um, action. <laughs> Excellent. I'm just going to keep following the water since that's the only clue that I have. 
With my sailing and astronomy training, I think that that is the best option. You know what? Let's ask my sailing and astronomy training what I think about this water situation. How do you, how do you think feel about that? Uh, well, I think that this water, uh, which was a, about a hallway of two or three inches, came down into this room and has spread out pretty yeah. well evenly. So there's really not a whole lot of it's, it's not standing water anymore. It's it's basically dispersed oh. itself throughout all these open doorways, and it's just little splashy puddles here and there and some of the grooves. But there's you're no longer in standing water. Gotcha. Okay. Do you have any way to create light? Um, Everyone brought torches with them, right? That's the thing we do, right? I mean... Torches and 10-foot poles. It would be really, really dumb not to have done that. I mean, I probably have a torch with me. I mean, we went from adventuring to hanging out at the bar to... I never, like, changed out my stuff for, like, hanging out. It's just kind of like, oh, I'm going to go here. And then we were kind of running around like crazy people since then. Pretty much. So we could say I have a torch? And then I could try to light it? Roll me a D20. Straight roll, no no nothing. Oh, fucking love On a nat 20, you have sun rods. On a nat 1, you have nothing. You needed an 11. So you do, in fact, have a torch, flint, and tinder with you. Oh yes, and is it an automatic light, or do I have to yeah, yeah, sit yeah. there and be like, "No, you can you can light it." Okay, so I light the torch now. What am I seeing? Anything different? Uh, no, I mean you basically can you can just see now. It's still you're in yeah. a circular room with six exits, just little puddles of water on the ground, no discernible correct direction. Uh, the the six directions are they? What do they correlate to? Anything cardinal directions? They're or? just uh, equal distant around the room. Oh. I'm going to go the north one. Okay. All right. This one goes approximately 75 feet, and you're about halfway down. And there's actually a sort of a sudden sensation as if you're moving, almost like you're in an elevator. And the entire tunnel seems to be not moving up, down, tilting, but physically going up or down. It's kind of hard to discern. Your, your, your equilibrium's off. Okay. It then stops, and you walk forward, and you enter into a square room. With three other exits. Ooh, square. Yes. All right, so we're going to go back to Corbin. You're still in a fetal position. Well, do I do I get the same uh, D20 roll to see if I have any gear? Yep. Straight roll. Oh, just a straight. 11 or higher, you have uh, torches with you. Nope. I do not have torches you with me. You do not have torches <laughs> with you. That's, that's okay. I didn't really think I would have. But I do have this flashlight. <laughs> Um, well, I seem to have a little bit better luck when I was in the Shadow Realm, so I'm going to try to jump back into the Shadow Realm. Okay. Oof, I really jumped back in. Yes, you managed to jump back in. Doesn't really have, like, a critical effect, but you are back into the Shadow Realm. You can now see again. What would you like to do? I'm in another circular room with six doors, right? Yep. West. West it is. All right. Arbitrary choice. You travel for 120 feet, approximately. About halfway down, there you, there you feel sort of a sudden sensation of movement. Uh, you're not sure, you can't really tell, but you think you're going down, not, not slope, but as if the entire hallway is going down. And then uh, it enters out into an archway that is a circular room, but this one actually has a staircase leading down, so there's no other exits. It's just a staircase. I go down the stairs. Okay, Thidel. I'm a... Uh... Going to 
I, I assume I did not get any divine guidance. I didn't expect to, but I also assume I didn't. Well, would you like to actually roll like a prayer roll or like some kind of codify this so that it's not just an arbitrary decision on my part? Roll a d20 and on a 20, I get divine sense. Sure. I'm happy with that. Ah, nope. Nope. I have a positive feeling. I feel like my god loves me, but there is no help. All right. Uh, lacking any ideas, I'm, I'm going to try some basic experiments. The first one's going to be go back the way I came and see if it tilts away from me or toward me or if I end up kind of where I was before. Try and reproduce that where I get halfway and it maybe tilts or elevates or or suddenly spins or evaporates and I'm instantly killed. Okay, so you travel back the way you came. Uh, you travel about halfway up and um, this one... It's still uphill? Yes, it's still uphill. But it, it's it's not... I mean, it, it's noticeable, but it's, but it's not like it's a 70-degree incline yep. or anything. And... Um, so you you walk up about halfway, and then you do feel a, a slight tilt as if it levels out, and now you're in a level hallway. Motherfucker, I may have found my way back. I turn around and go back the way I came, and I think I end up in the room where none of my friends are. Correct. You end up in the room that you were in. Yeah! And your friends are not there. However, there is a zombie. Roll initiative. What? Motherfucker! <laughs> ah! Ah! Ray, I found the undead, not my friends. Maybe the undead are becoming my friends. I critical threaded on the initiative. Well, then you get to go first because I rolled a two. All right, I uh, this is close range combating. I'm gonna whip out my great sword, my backup weapon, great sword, which I think is what's personally so, amusing. What's so great about it? Sort of fantastic. The great thing is that I get a minus one to hit. You were, <laughs> you could use range if you'd like. Like you walked into the room and it was like shambling out of one of the other doors, so it wasn't like it huh. got a sneak attack on you if you'd like to use your bow. You All know. right, here we go. With an eye, making rolling for gold. Seventeen hit. That will hit. Ba -ba -dum. Eleven damage. Eleven damage. <laughs> Two arrows into the chest. It falls over, and uh, you are able to get your arrows back because you are going to need those at some point in time. Alrighty. Uh, I believe that's back to Ravage, correct? Yes. All right. What would you like to do, sir? Uh, I'd like to um, take in my surroundings with my torch, make sure I'm making the right decision. Oh, I'm in a square room, right? You're in a square room. Four exits. Four exits. You came in from the south. So there's north, east, and west. I'd like to continue heading north. Okay. So you travel directly across. Go ahead and roll me a intelligence check. Woohoo! That is straight up. You do get your level. Oh, it's plus level. Oh, good. Okay, almost straight up. Ah. So you walk straight for about 40 feet, and then this tunnel actually branches into a T-intersection. So you can oh, go no. east or west. I'm going to go east. Right. You turn east. After about three or four steps, the tunnel it doesn't tilt under you like the others have done but it does start going down so you're walking and then it just starts to slope as if it's built to do that uh, okay. you travel about 40 feet and then it the incline gets a little steeper so you've had you got these little like corner edges that you're going to the going over go about another 40 feet and it tilts again and now it's it's like hard to stay upright it's almost like a chute that you're going down do you want to continue uh Hmm. Jeez. Um. You know what? Let let's let's leave it to the dice. 
High, I will, and low, I will turn around. That's a high. All right, go ahead and roll me a dex check. Boom. Okay, so it continues to, to do this a couple more times to the point that you are actually at like a chimney situation, but you are able to control your descent and you're able to like back against the wall, hands, you walk down the chimney probably about 30 or 40 feet, and then you drop down into a circular room. It's got water in it. It's got 12 exits in it, and it has two zombies in it. Roll initiative. Oh, good. I like this game better when there were dragons. <laughs> Me too. This is mazes and monsters time. Can I be Tom Hanks? I think that's You're always Tom appropriate. Hanks. So I guess I go first because I have a plus six. Oh, I didn't receive. I didn't, didn't realize that you already wrote it. But yes, I'll let you go first. I always like the heroes go first and ties. So it's a Michael rule. Okay. Um, another Michael rule. I'll have to add it to my uh, collection. I'm gonna write a book one day. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah, the title is How to Fuck with Your Players. <laughs> <laughs> Just for the record, you haven't even got to the thing yet that I was so super excited about. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm not even... This isn't even the fucking with you part. Oh, well, we're going to get to it one at a time, so I hope it doesn't do a lot of damage. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> I super quit. Okay. Do I see a way... Obviously, the zombies are kind of just shambling, right? As I walk into the room, they're not, like, coming at me quite yet. You're just going to turn around and climb your way up the chute. Well, they were in the room already. You actually, like, dropped, so you fell about 10 feet into this room, okay. which has water in it, and you splashed, and then they immediately turned. They were already in the room, like, Argh! and they're coming at you from either side. Uh, can I, like, lean my torch up against the wall since it's wet stone and probably cobbly, so it'll still shed some light and then, um, you know, unsheathe my weapon? I will give you a dex check. There's a chance that it will fall and go out if you put it down it, there's a chance that you'll lodge it correctly and there's a chance that it will go out i mean do i want to fight with this with, with a sword and a and a and a firebrand what if i break the torch then i'm just as screwed as if it goes out Ugh. it's a deep moral just dilemma punch him with your non-torch hand <laughs> ah, ah. all right i will uh, you know what screw it i'm just gonna hold the torch then okay i'm gonna just hold it are they close enough for me to be able to uh, whirlwind them? Sure. As in attack them both in the same turn? Yeah. Good. I'm going to whirlwind them. Uh, that means that I'm rolling 2d20 plus my first round of combat. Do you get plus level to your attack rolls too? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yes, yes, yes. I've been rolling so low. Two 17s. Two 17s will hit. Awesome. Actually, I don't. I don't think you do. No, two fifteens. That will also hit. All right. Damage. Damage to first. Bang. Damage to second. Bang. All right. Thump thump. Both of them are taken out. Okay. So we're gonna move this into sort of an abstract puzzle element. So I need each of you to roll five intelligence checks. But but why? I have a good strategy going. I'm following Ravage. I know where he went. Then I will. I assume Caleb went his way. I will give you a plus two on both or all of your rolls for your uh, cleverness there, sir. Well, thank you. I think we should each roll them in a clip so it's easy to see. Int plus level plus two. That's a plus four for Mister. I am an int of ten. And do you want me to roll them five? Yeah, just roll five Five in a row. Yeah. 
Scott, roll your five first. We'll just do you. That's confusing. Yeah, I, don't I think kind that of expected helped. that to roll the correct number of times. Nope. All right, fine. Whatever. I pressed buttons. <laughs> five, you said? Yes. I got bad, crit fail, good, good, and good. Okay. So these rolls represent the time that you spend wandering this maze, which continues to affect you in the same way. Tunnels shift, walls move, panels slide, you, you go down shoots, you're attacked by zombies. Your two failures indicate two different times that you were attacked by creatures each time you take 10 points of damage. So you basically are out 20 hit points, but at the end of that time, you are somewhere that we will define once we go through everyone else. So other th same thing for you guys, if you want to go ahead and roll, anything that's less than 12 is equals 10 points of damage. Um, at the end of five, you will be someplace that I will describe shortly. Which right, might be dead if you get five failures. Uh, yes, possibly. One, two... I assume we don't get a chance to recover between. Three. That would defeat the purpose of the four, puzzle. Four, yeah. five. All right, so... One at a time. One... Yeah, so you ran into one random encounter. You fought off some zombies. Uh, you managed to survive, but you did take 10 points of damage in the encounter. Uh, and then you get your way out. Woohoo! Ravage, similarly, you take two random encounters, so you take 20 points of damage, and then you, all three, find yourself converging on the outside through different hallways, so you guys literally all come together at almost exactly the same time through three different uh, avenues. You've continued to go down and down and down and down and down, so you imagine at this point that you are significantly down underneath the graveyard, and there is a bronze iron or bronze hammer pounded door so it just it's got almost looks like uh the drums that the rastafarians play that almost looks like fish scales in a way big large bronze door it is slightly ajar and you can hear what sounds like chanting coming from the other side but first we can deal with the fact that you guys just found yourself uh, found each other after about six hours of wandering around in this maze Group hug? Six hours. Group hug, everybody. Group hug. All right. Hey <laughs> All right. I'm down for group hug. <laughs> no sarcastic remarks present. How many of us are bleeding? Is, is this one of those we should rest or one of those I should cast a heal spell or something moments? Um, I think a rest would do us okay because I'm, if I take two recoveries, I might be back up to full. You roll each recovery singly, right? Yeah, yeah. if we're allowed to take a quick rest so we can, I can recover, that'd be fine. Okay, so you do hear the chanting outside the door. If you would like to take a rest at this time, you may, but uh, said chanting will continue. Oh, let's uh, rest it. I need some hit points. Yeah, we, we don't yet have a progress bar for bad things turning into worse things. If we've been wandering the desert for six hours, I suggest another ten minutes sitting here, catching our breath, patting each other on the back. Compare war stories. You guys have any food? Kind of hungry. Okay, I'm gonna take two recoveries myself. Sixteen and you know you roll two dice for your recoveries now. Oh well, I guess that that's one recovery then, isn't it? Uh, minus six, yeah. That's twenty-one. I'm back up to full. Let's go fuck some shit up Cor in our room. Corbin looks over at Ravage. Hey, where'd all your uh, ninja buddies go? You think they would have helped us with this? Um. Let's hope that that's not them. 
Because if they're the ones chanting in there, we are SOL. Oh, that's horrible. Whiff and I get ready to be SOL. But is Whiff oh. ready to be SOL? Okay, so there's a big giant door. Yep. Is there anything carved in it? Nope, it's just, uh, it looks like it's like hammer beaten. Hammered brass. Hammered brass. That's that's a very poor way to right. indicate that it is slightly ajar. All right. I was going to say, is I... this a Spartan door? So somebody totally beat our asses in here. Uh... And they're a necromancer, and we're in a bad place. I want to make a knowledge check based on the training I did in the museum, all the books I read, all the literature I went over, everything I studied, to see if I can recognize anything about the chanting. Okay. Uh, I'll give you half of your background on that, because that's not really directly with what you did, but there might have been something that you've come across. But you still get level and half your background. Okay. It's not chanting an elven. Uh, you got no. a 24. It's undead chanting. It wouldn't be an elf. No. Um, what languages do you speak? Who are you asking? Um, any of you. Uh, I'm pretty sure I only define myself as speaking common. I don't think I ever really picked that. Okay. Elven, common, and Chandathan, which isn't spoken in an 18th age, so elven and common. <laughs> I, I, I said that I could order um, from an orcish um, restaurant. Well enough and not sound like an idiot, so yep. I speak common. Okay, so you cannot make out the words, but there's something about the intonations of this chant that sparks a memory with you. And many times, probably within the last six months to a year, Cornelius had start started to get those letters, if you remember from the first game, where he seemed to be getting nervous about them. There was, he never let you see them. He actually hid them from you when you tried to find them. And you caught him one day, not long after he received the first one. And there was a moment you almost thought he was like singing to himself. Like he was just sort of under his breath singing. And something about this chant sparks a memory in you that this is what he was chanting. But it it was almost like he was practicing it, maybe trying to build confidence in himself in some sort of way. But uh, you still don't know what it means, but there's definitely a connection between this and something that with Cornelius. Hmm. Okay. Now my um my raising in a druid household wouldn't help me with this chanting at all. Uh no. Alright, so. so we kick down the door. Well it's already open. I figured we would just go, Hey, we're here to maybe massacre you. Oh we, okay, so we sneak can, in the door and see yeah. if uh, maybe they're all happen to be facing the wrong way. Yeah, can yes. uh can can the rogue uh do some sneakiness and maybe try to peek his head around the door very carefully. Please do. Yeah, yeah. Give me, give me a thievery check or stealth or sneaky or whatever the appropriate role would be. Oh, hey, I'm really good at that. Hey, oh, uh, sneaky. All right, dice. Don't fail me now. They're not dice. Yeah. It's just a program. Quantum mechanics have failed, man. I only got Quantum 19. mechanics. Yeah, 19's my my thievery. My, my apologies. I thought hey, I thought you were still calculating. Okay. So you manage to make your way up, and the door is open just enough for you to see inside. And I'm going to take a moment here to draw this, so bear with me. So there is a sweeping stairway that goes down on either side. Ooh, fancy. So if you were to walk in, you're on like a small landing. To the right and to your left, the stairways lead down and sort of circle out. And they don't meet in the middle, but they, they go further than my drawing here so that they would be facing each other. This is a 
rather large chamber. I don't know why this is defaulting to green that this leads into. On this side, or directly across from you, it looks to be like a large fireplace. And it is roaring with a fire. And this room is quite hot. Here is a black altar made out of obsidian. Lying on it is an elderly man who appears to be tied down, hand and foot. His chest is cut open, and there's a figure standing here that is holding a human heart in their hands. Over to That the, rest cost Cornelius his life. To the far right, there is a magical portal that is swirling. On the other side, you see what appears to be an image of the sea. And you can actually hear gulls and waves crashing in. So yeah, so there's a figure chanting some words in a dark, evil language, holding Kalima. a human Kalima, holding a human heart in his hands, blood dripping down his arm, standing over Cornelius's body, chest cavity open. Corbin, we're not going to do an issue. You're going to get the first action. What are you going to do? Fetal position and tears. <laughs> Okay, so now my turn. I'm going to voluntarily kill Corbin. He's going to have a heart attack. And I'm going to bring out... Because he misses his girlfriend so much. I'm going to bring out my backup character, which is a level 10 wizard. Uh, Is is there anyone else in the room? No. There's no people down the stairs or filling up the middle of the room? Nope. There's a big-ass fire. Yep. The whole room is hot. Yep. Like, does the fire take up the entire back of the room? Uh, just this square here. It's like a 20-foot wide, this uh, okay. area here. Okay. Uh, and there's other little baubles and things. Like, this appears to be some sort of, like, laboratory. There's tables okay. with vials and potions and that kind of thing. Okay. Um, but the, the immediate things that would catch your eye would be the guy holding the human heart, your dead mentor, a fire, and a portal to another, another location. Right. Sure. I mean... I knew those were the priorities, but I had to explore a little bit. Come on. Wait, wait. Is my girlfriend down here? Uh, she's actually in the fire. Damn it. Ah, too late. Okay. <laughs> I tried. Sorry. Sorry, honey. You never right. loved me. Do, from where I am, can I recognize the guy holding Cornelius's heart? Roll me a perception check. Well, you already rolled. Never mind. Uh, um, actually, the figure appears to be a woman, but... Is it a half-orc ninja? No, no, it's not the half-orc ninja. But dressed in some rather Is it my... tattered clothing. It looks like it was once very fine, but now it's very tattered. And there's a sort of a gray pall to the skin. So it almost looks like undead zombie, Aww. but it's not the same. Like it, it's definitely not a zombie, but it's, there's a quality to the skin that from here, you like a, there's an aura of death and decay. And, uh, it's, it's zombie Cornelius. Can you guys see that? He has to kill himself and resurrect himself every time. Oh, Ooh, I woman. can see that. That's yes. sort of what you're looking at there. She's got good fashion sense. God, I wish you never would have bought that damn book. <laughs> um, is she moving off the table? Is she walking towards the portal? Well, as, as far as you know, you've not been noticed yet. So when you peek your right. head in, you can see, because the, the stairs go down, so you have a, a vantage point up high. It appears that 
the ritual, whatever is going on, is still happening. So this creature okay. is unaware of you. It's holding a human heart, uh, and it's Kalima, 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 shouting some sort of words right above Cornelius's body. So you have a free um, round to do whatever you would like to do. Uh, okay. Uh, can I take a, a moment to relay this to my party members? Or would that take a, an extremely long time? Well, actually, I kind of want to hear how you do this. So, yeah, I want to I hear what, what it is you actually say to them. Son of a bitch. Okay, so I, I'm, I'm visualizing this as the door is kind of propped open. Corbin is kind of crouching on his haunches. Uh, he's got his hands kind of at the edge of the door, and he just is barely, like the door's coming right down the middle of his face. So he's just kind of looking around. He sees all of that, leans back, <sighs> takes a deep breath, says, Guys, found Cornelius. He's dead. For real. Because some creepy undead bitch is holding his heart. I'm going to be in there. And I go into the shadow, shadow power. Okay. Thingy. So roll against a 12. Oh, hold on. Sacrifice to the dice gods. Come on, guys. Oh, God, I'm scared. Yeah, by one. Oh, Jesus Christ. Ravage and Thaddell, you see Corbin fade, wink out of existence, which you started to come kind of used to. You still don't quite understand this power, but you know that he is elsewhere at the moment. As long as you don't have to roll sanity, I don't care. No. Okay, Thidel, what do you want to do? I'm uh, going to, I think, replace him being trying to be sneaky here at, at the door and uh, ready an action at, uh, and then wait for him to reappear so that we can be all surprisey, ambushy, Mick fancy, coordinated pants. Okay. Rather than doing stuff one at a time like we always seem to. Ravage, what are you doing, sir? I am, uh, I, I assume my weapon's already drawn, but if it's not, I'm drawing it, pulling it in close to myself, and also getting ready to storm into the front door the moment we uh, are given the word. Okay. Or get the high sign, whatever it is. All right, so let's go ahead and actually roll initiative to see what happens when. Boom! Crit initiative. Shit, I only have a 21. So, Ravage. Wait. Yes, it's oh. Ravage, Thidel, Corbin, and then you. Okay, so Ravage. Now, yep. You haven't got the high sign yet, so are you going to hold? Yes, I will hold my action. Thidel, hold. So, Corbin, you have entered the Shadow oh. World. I assume that you're holding, Scott, is that right? I, I guess I should ask. Okay. So yeah, so you can move 30 feet last round, and then you would have your movement and action this turn. Is there anything different when I'm in the Shadow Realm here? There's actually, you hear footsteps that you don't hear, you didn't hear before, and they're coming, it's almost as if there's like an echo of someone that has walked to the portal. Like you hear the footsteps of someone walking to the portal, but you don't see them. Okay. And um, you actually do see this creature in the shadow world. It, much like the skeletons, it exists in both. Okay. But it hasn't noticed you yet. Or if it has, it hasn't reacted. Can I make it to it? 
there, this drop down here, right at the edge of the, um, the lip here is about a 10 foot drop. You have 30 feet of movement the first time. So, I mean, you could have probably got to here on your first round or if you wanted to come over here. Um, so I'm going to say, yeah, you could either jump down either way. If you wanted to engage this target, I will let you get there. I, okay. Yeah. I would have, I would have moved down the stairs to my left okay. towards the sacrificial table. Right, roll me perception. Oh God. I hate that one. Uh, plus two. Uh, unless any of my thievery here helps me perceive cause I'm trained at being aware while I'm super sneaky. Mm, sounds legit. All right. Only got a 15. Okay. So tell me what you're doing. Well, my intention is to uh, sneak up behind the thing holding Cornelius's heart, pop out of the Shadow Realm, and attack it with my magical blade. Okay. And throw the heart back into his chest. Give me a stealth roll. Oh, wait, I'm good at that one. Because the, this creature is in both worlds, so it, it's not a freebie. Okay, stealth roll is a 28. Okay. So you essentially are a shadow in the Shadow Realm. Now, in the Shadow Realm, you do not see Cornelius's body. All you see is this creature standing there holding their hand up, but there's nothing in it. You pop back into reality with your blade about to be lunged in, and you notice Cornelius's eyes are moving. He is not dead. Does that change your action, or are you still going to attack the creature? Oh, he, he knew this was coming, and he's a willing participant? Shit. Oh, Michael, I hate you a little bit right now. Put the blade around its neck and ask Cornelius if this is cool or he should kill it. Says not Thidel, who's not there. Okay, so I see his eyes moving. Not li Not like looking at you, like giving you the high sign, but like they're sort of... There, you can tell that like the head's moving slightly and the eyes are slightly moving. So, well, I'm just are, gonna. Are they lolling, or are they? My, are are they focused? No, they're more like lolling. The only thing that you can be aware of is that he is not actually dead at the moment. Now it's entirely so possible that his heart was just ripped out and he just hasn't expired yet. But right, that's that's my assumption. It, this was a uh, this was he was alive while he was sacrificed. He's in his final stages of death. Yes, I'm going to proceed with my plan to stab the thing. Fantastic. What's the DC on this CPR check? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you are going to roll to attack this creature. Uh, you're attacking with a holy weapon. Oh, is that what I had? I thought you knew that. It is now. It's, it's considered a holy water in regards to attacking creatures that are vulnerable to holy. Oh, yeah. If you told me that, I forgot. Maybe it's my fault. I thought I did, but I may not have. Okay. I'm going to roll with my deadly thrust melee attack. Check that. I can't. Never mind. Because he's not staggered. Uh, okay. So, striking that, I will... Okay, so I will use... I will use tumbling strike to attack, which gives me a plus five bonus to disengage checks... I make this turn if I have to. It also lets me use a quick action to disengage after the attack. Okay. 
So I, I guess so. As Corbin pops out of the shadow realm, he is attempting to make a quick stab at this creature and roll out of the way, or be ready to roll out of the way if necessary. Oh shit! What am I attacking with? Um, a plus six. This is going to be an attack versus AC nineteen. Mm, normally that would be a miss, but I'm going to say that this creature, since it's completely unaware of you and focus on the ritual i'm not giving it its full armor class so you do manage to hit the creature oh goody i do double damage that's 26 damage with my holy knife you slash into this creature your blade slices through it like hot butter there's actually like a sizzling sound as it cuts through the cloth and then into the flesh of its back and then there's also sort of a a putrid smell the wounds that it opens up start to boil as if you poured peroxide on an infected wound. And it actually, the, the ritual stops the chanting. It cries out in pain, and it actually just sort of reacts and crushes the heart, and you see blood spurt in every direction out of its hand. Oops. Oh. Ravage. So, so by how much did the DC, the CPR DC increase? <laughs> uh, okay, Thaddeel Ravage, you guys... Uh, technically, Ravage was holding first, so would you like to go, or do you want Thadel to go, or what's going on here? Cor- Corbin would have said, for Cornelius, as he struck true. Okay. And then are you going to roll away somewhere? <sighs> um, yeah, I, I kind of saw him as coming up maybe under the table, or right over the edge of the table. Okay. So he would roll into, I, I guess, more towards the middle of the room. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I'll say, Thaddeel, actually, just because you were looking, you can actually, you saw this happen. You saw Corbin reappear out of seemingly nowhere, slash at this creature, and then jump back away. So what would you like to do? Well, I've definitely not seen any details from this distance that make me think that we shouldn't interrupt this ritual. And I don't know any of the background that makes me think that Cornelius may have been a willing participant or that this must be allowed to continue or that certainly interrupting it halfway is the worst possible of all possible things. So uh, Whip and I are going to go ahead and contribute to the complete annihilation of the only portal that can get us out of this magical death trap by murdering the person who's magically sustaining it with a couple of arrows, critically failed the first shot, and uh, I can't minus one on that to get a second one, so I'm so surprised by this action that, uh, you know, you get a four Cornelius, and I say four thump thump, and I trip <laughs> over the door and collapse on myself, shooting the arrow skittering down the stairs. Four thump thump. That's, ti- that's the title of the episode. Four thump thump. Okay, Ravage. What would you like to do, sir? Uh, would I be able to run and jump over the um, the landing onto the ground and then attack the guy? Or is it too long, uh, too much of a drop, or, or what do you think? Give me a uh, dexterity check. Twelve. That is high enough not to be hurt. That is not high enough to uh, continue your movement, so you're going to stop here. So if you have a ranged attack, you could throw your weapon... But uh, that stops your movement. Can we assume I have an extra dagger? I mean... Roll a d20. No adjustments. 11 or higher. Nope. Good. You know what? It's better that way. Because when I get out there, I want that dagger. <laughs> I'll give you one of my daggers. No. Did your dagger kill a blue dragon? I'm sorry. And as your dragon, 
All right, so it is the creature's turn, unless you're going to do something else. It turns around and looks at Corbin, and it actually sort of, its mouth cracks open, skin bursting open, but the dried blood inside doesn't leak out. And it says, And then she fades into nothing. Yep. What the fuck? Secrets, lies, and the undead. Thanks for attending the RPG Academy and listening to our podcast. We do this out of love for the hobby and for you, our fans. This podcast and site content will always be free for you to enjoy and utilize. But we do have expenses related to the show. If you'd like to help out in any way, please visit patreon.com slash the RPG Academy and check out the rewards we are providing for your monthly pledges. We will use all funds that come in to improve the show and give you better content and quality. And if you don't have the coin to spend, don't worry. You can still help us out numerous ways. One, you can subscribe to our show on iTunes, or you can leave us a five-star review on iTunes or on Stitcher Radio. Also, if you clear your cookies and then visit Amazon or DriveThruRPG through our portal, we get a kickback from your orders, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Just like an RPG, our site works best with open lines of communication. We love talking with our listeners about everything. Please contact us with any questions, concerns, and comments you have. We also love to hear feedback and experiences from your own games. You can email us via podcast at vrpgacademy.com, or you can reach us on social media such as Facebook and Google+. We are there under the RPG Academy. But Twitter is usually the fastest way to reach us. You can find my favorite co-host, Caleb G, at... The Caleb G. And you can find my favorite co-host, Michael, at The RPG Academy. Thanks for listening. And as always, if you're having fun, you're doing it right.